0: say i from city to city an incredible hysterical panic spread
1: i think we're getting into a weird area here you tell fools i not crazy this hysteria you can't handle the truth this brain is gone this is hysteria 51
2: the truth is out there It's a lie. but you won't find it here they're coming for you look there comes one of them now
0: Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that doesn't search for life on other planets we just accidentally created here. This is Hysteria 51.
1: There is nothing accidental about me. The ancient Mayans believed I was willed into existence by the universe. Yeah, eternal cheese muffins
0: and shit. Right. Uh, anyway, broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, I'm your host, Brent Hand, and my usual partner in crime, John Goforth, is out this week. His parole was revoked. Stop it. Those other voices you're hearing are unfortunately always here. Always. I made conspiracy bot to help with the show. He doesn't. He made Kyle blah, blah, blah. They suck. You stop it. I'm blushing. The good news for this week is... I'm not alone. I, I have a returning guest. He's pulling co-host duties. And if, the, if you're listening, the last time he was on, he made a request. He said, if I want to come back on this fucking dumpster fire of a podcast, <laughs> I want to have my own theme song. Well, I'm lazy. So I had Seabot do it.
1: I worked really hard on it also, and I think you will all be impressed.
0: <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. So without any further ado, welcome back. Mr.
2: David Flora! These are the days I know I know, these are the days I know.
1: David Flora.
2: I hardly know him. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> these are the days I know I know, these are the days I know. These are the days I know I know, these are the days I know.
0: David number one, welcome back.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for that. Thanks uh, for that, C-Bot. Someone's
0: by uh, Kids in the hall, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that might be. You might know, need to lawyer up. Uh, I'll tell you what's more impressive to me is that you remembered the exact wording uh, that I used when I asked for that <laughs> <laughs> dumpster fire and everything.
0: <laughs> you know, I pride myself on the fire that is. Well, you know, we're the official podcast of 2020. <laughs> I guess so. You don't... You don't just get given that title. Yeah. You gotta earn it. No, you, you, you fucking earn it. So what's been up, man? You're, uh, you know, su- surviving yeah. out in the, the plague lands.
1: <laughs> Basically, I've got the, the mask and the goggles and the hat. The hat's the most important part. But, uh, yeah, everything everything's going well. Staying busy, even though, you know, I'm not really churning out material. I'm just, like, preparing
0: material to be churned out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you there. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, it's, a, it's the new normal. It's the new normal. <laughs> no, the new normal is
1: nothing's normal. <laughs> right? Therefore, with nothing being normal, everything's normal.
0: I've right? Heard that Isn't term. that how it works? Yeah, I think so, because I've heard that term more in the last six months than I have in my entire life. So that's more, more in these trying times <laughs> or
1: more in these unprecedented times. <laughs> now more than ever.
0: Hey, but at least it's an election year, so we got that to look forward to. Oh, wait. Boy, Oi, 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 Oof. So, this is a different thing than we usually do on Hysteria 51 because this is topical. We just, we, we, John's out, so we grabbed on, you and I, we grabbed on to something that's been in the news literally this week. Remember yeah, usually
1: you it? ingest stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: this week, we're topical. Yeah.
0: I <laughs> like that ointment. God,
1: Brent, keep up. <laughs>
0: Can't do this forever. I'm like an analgesic <laughs> or whatever the hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. Topical, <laughs> topical. But yeah, no. 2020, like you said, it's been crazy year, and it is keeping going because if you've been on Hysteria Nation, you've been looking in the news, Venus, our, our twin out there, has been in the news, and rightfully so. Why you ask? No one asked. Shut up. Anyway, because David, <laughs> possible, life, possible life, life
1: life Brent but not as we know it not as we know it not as we know it
0: <laughs> yeah well and and not as we know of venusian life either cuz it's not that purple skin looker valiant thor this time that we've we've talked about on this podcast before but a different a different kind of venusian uh, or possible they found signs of possible life in the clouds wow yeah lando Clarissian would be salivating with a boner just at the thought of,
1: <laughs> of that <laughs> i mean part and parcel but remember um, those
0: weird orange ships that they flew out of Cloud City? I never understood with like two pilots one on each side.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bespin those those Bespin flyers or whatever they they transported that uh gas. What was that gas to to start with a T? Um <laughs> not not Terran. <laughs> not Terran. It was like it was almost like Tritanium or something. Oh, I forget. Oh.
0: See, I was just throwing out, you know, so I remember and you're like, well the the such and such uh <laughs> The value lift level <laughs> You know they had a maximum ceiling of uh
1: <laughs> that that's funny because that's exactly what I thought of when I started and we'll get into this, I'm sure, but when I started um, watching some of the videos on this and reading the articles, it it really made it seem like, hey, if we're gonna do any good on Venus, it's gonna have to be Bespin Cloud City.
0: Yeah, it's gonna yeah, it's it's fucking blimps and shit absolutely yeah. like what was that movie that came out a couple years ago mortal engines did you see that oh, yeah. chance they had that one I, I just did, floating yeah. blimp city up in the sky you yeah know, just uh ugh, ugh, crazy and <laughs> if you're if you're not familiar with venus a little backstory in case you forgot i don't know like third or fourth grade we remember this shit are you learning venus is named after the roman goddess of beauty isn't that nice and uh she's a goddess on a mountaintop um, burning like a silver flame, with a summit of beauty and love, and is, Venus is this, was her name. Is this
1: a reference to razors? <laughs>
0: uh, the You're that's the razors? banana of the Rama. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yes, the razors. <laughs> uh, keep it shorn. It is Earth. Mm. It's it's well. It's called Earth Earth's twin because it's roughly the same mass as Earth, and in mm-hmm. fact, tons of scientists think that. If you go back in time, Venus was probably once covered in water and possessed an atmosphere where life as we know it on Earth could have flourished. But then things changed and, uh, you know, runaway greenhouse gases took over. And now the wonderful thing about it is it enjoys temperatures, an average of 800 degrees Fahrenheit on the surface. So it's a little toasty. It is.
1: Yeah. Uh, That's one of those uh, gotcha things about the solar system where people say, what's the hottest planet? You want to say Mercury because it's the closest Mm -hmm. to the sun, you know, but no, no, mon frere. It's it's the
0: hellscape that is Venus. That's right. (laughs) Uh, So many people refer to it as a hellscape when you're reading about it. (laughs) (laughs) Compared to what? (laughs) Right. Right. And if the the heat doesn't get you, it also contains clouds that are raining corrosive sulfuric acid. And... It's fucking thick, man. It's dense. The atmosphere, uh, they say, is about 1,300 pounds per square inch, uh, which is about roughly 90 times that of Earth. So when you're yeah. at sea level, if which most of us usually aren't at sea level, but if you are, you have sea 14. Level <laughs> hey, now. We experience about 14.7 pounds per square inch. So Venus is equivalent to being 3,000 feet underwater in the ocean. Ugh.
1: No thank you. So if the heat doesn't get you, then the sulfuric acid in in the rain will get you. Yeah. If the sulfuric acid doesn't get you, uh, the pressure will get you.
0: I've just been watching these videos that had, I mean it didn't have anything to do with this but just this underwater stuff. The guys that do underwater welding and laying mm. the pipes and stuff that are a mile down, you know, 5,000, yeah. you know, 1,000 feet, and they go down there and you have to it's like for every day that you're there, you have to stay in decompression for a day plus one in the beginning and one in the end. So if you're down for five, it's like seven days of wow. like decompression. So they stay compressed the whole time and they come up to the ships in a little elevator that's compressed and they stay in a bubble on the ship, like a, you know, a tin can inside the ship that's compressed for just weeks at a time. And it's. Literally, like, six guys in what is you would think is the size of a a jail cell. Now, probably they're making ridiculous amounts of money, but shit, that is not something I want to do. I I just read something
1: about that recently. Somebody mentioned how well it paid, but it used to pay better comparatively because not many people did it or were willing to do it but now you know everybody wants to do
0: well now like they got shit that actually works so they don't lose one out of every seven guys probably (laughs) jeez i don't know that's that might be a made-up statistic it might not be (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's crazy that we're talking about this like you said 800 degrees it's raining acid it's the same as being on the bottom of the ocean and yet they're going maybe just maybe
1: life uh Finds a way.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Doctor Ian Malcolm. I think that one. That's his name. <laughs> yep. Yep. Chaos statistician or whatever. It is. Yeah, you dabble in that, don't you? Still.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I you I got think that I from took Sally a correspondence Struthers
0: correspondence school. Yeah, you
1: the correspondence course where I fed a a young African child and also got some kind of uh, diploma. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I printed it. It all. I was almost. I was low on blue, so it does not look right. But it's nice. <laughs> it's kind of
1: like orangey, but yeah. <laughs> Oh uh, no, it's, that's crazy. And uh, this is the same planet that uh, is famous for just wrecking any probes or anything that, you know, people have sent there to try to learn about it. it literally I think there was a
0: metal, they said, so, yeah. like if you land, I forget the number of probes and you might know that they've done, but only two have ever made it to the surface and was like, I'm here and they die immediately. <laughs> only two yeah. of them ever even got something out before it was literally eaten.
1: There was a, I, I think there was a Russian, um, yeah. rover or something that landed and it, it managed to take a few pictures and then, yeah, it was like, uh, comrades. <laughs> well, they,
0: they just sent whatever they, you know, had left over from one of their reactors that didn't blow. That'll probably last. It's fine. Send that <laughs> May, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: This is a, this is a crazy planet though. And I think that's why it's such a, a big deal that, you know, this possible life which we'll you know, talk about and debate, I'm sure, but uh, this possible life is found. It's it's crazy. It's the last place you'd expect, really.
0: Right, right, which is kind of one of those things that we're running into is when they go, there's nothing, to- oh, wait, no, there, something's there. Yeah, but before we get into Venus too far, David, 2020 has been, I think you can say even ripe, with alien and UFO talk from, you know, the Tic Tac stuff has been back in the news. People True. keep talking about disclosure. You got TTSA, on the TV and and everywhere. The New York Times are coming out with articles from, you know, the supposed Wilson Davis leaks and papers and on and on and on. It's stuff that we've talked upon here, and it's been everywhere. And even the the mainstream media has, has talked about a lot of these things this year. I think you mean the lamestream media. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. And, uh, <laughs> yes, what oh, are boy. your... What are your thoughts of what's going on? What I mean by that is, do you feel like this is normal progression? Do you feel like this is a a planned trickle feeding? Like some say this is like pieces of disclosure. Could this all just be a psyop? Do you have any opinions or, or, or is it just that 2020 is playing out this way and the shit's lined up and the cards are falling?
1: So when you ask that, are you saying then? To eventually get to disclosure, or you you're Either assuming or, is that, it
0: something that we're getting to, or is it just that these are the things, that or is it just random? Yeah, like, um, what are your thoughts? Because that's been something that we've kind of debated, and a lot of people keep bringing up.
1: Yeah i I tell you this: if it is uh, leading to something, as in disclosure of alien life, or that there are you know reptilians running the government, or whatever, if there's something that big, I don't think this is the right order that they would have taken. So I don't know about a. a a trickling um a, a trickle down economics yeah. on this one uh because i feel well. like <laughs> well but you grab assers
0: to. <laughs> i got shot shit <laughs> Nancy, um, get my gun <laughs> Sorry, he did have
1: one of the best com- comebacks at a speech though when he heard a balloon pop and was like miss me, me? <laughs> <laughs> i love that um but uh I, I think it's I think it's out of order if it's supposed to be some kind of uh, uh, revelation because right. this would come way earlier than seeing videos of UFOs in our atmosphere and having the government say we don't know. You know, these are literally unidentified flying objects. Mm-hmm. We're not saying they are extraterrestrial, but then you have somebody that came out and was you know recently saying these are extraterrestrial. These are they they are not from Earth. Right. That, and you you know, I guess so, you can make
0: the, uh, this is just me playing devil's advocate, because I agree with that. Um, you could say, well, they're going to say, well, we found microbes, and people go, oh, we aren't alone. And then they go, also, this is your supreme ruler. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a big leap. And Gleep Clop comes out and he goes, hi, thanks. Thanks for keeping the place. We're going to take over for now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it is yeah. a big leap. It is a big, and that's why a lot of people say it's a psyop, it, it, you know, w- the last thing we had a lot of these things come forward is, you know, in the late 80s, and we had people at that time were talking a lot about stuff, and it turns out that it was false. And a lot of it was just propaganda from the government by people that were injected into ufology and things like that to cause mm. a stir. And that's something that, you know, this week uh, um, Tom DeLonge came out and said that he believes aliens were present at the birth of Jesus Christ so big claim th- that's fun you know he's saying yeah, shit he, like i that. mean he
1: is sh- he is shooting from downtown on man
0: that one. ttsa needs to get a handle on that motherfucker like, <laughs> like dude i know you you know you're you're in a rock man and you you bring a lot of like popularity but like shut your fucking mouth <laughs> i don't know man <laughs> or or just
1: wind him up and keep him going i guess yeah i, I guess know. hey whatever There's a It's a fine line in money, between- if it's bringing money yeah, the entertainment and, and it being kind of dangerous for people because some people believe this shit.
0: Right. You're and, right. And
1: they they use that power to make decisions. So
0: Yeah, and I, it's just one of those things where it, there's no proof to anything. Let's say that there was. Who knows? You know, he can't prove it or disprove it. And the thing that, that people say is, well, I know, but I can't tell you. Well, <laughs> that didn't work when I was in school. I don't know if you remember that or not. I don't know if it worked for you. <laughs> what uh, what's the difference between two-thirds and three-thirds well you know i could tell you but i'm I'm not allowed it'll cost you yeah yeah all right how much you can't afford it right all right David. it's a break time but when we come back life on venus question mark <laughs> what are scientists and dumb robots saying on the matter that's next <laughs> on hysteria 51 we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like?
1: Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation, too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak.
0: And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation.
1: <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they designed it for long-term retention, you know? it and, Yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you you say it until you do, and then, you know, that that just seeps into your head.
0: Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years, and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn, and people, millions and millions of users use it because, like you said, it does seep in, and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition, and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use, like, the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient, and you can do it at your own time, And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value. And you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. (laughs) I'd go in and out.
1: But you'd be real marketable.
0: But literally, though, this is something that we use. And we have, both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long-term. And uh, it's something that, uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um stuff like this and this is the this is the one that we've chosen and we love it. So all you guys gotta do pu- don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now. Right now. Get now. started. For Larry Limited Time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. How much? 50%. Visit Rosetta Stone. Oh, did he have a good break?
1: Um, the best of breaks. <laughs> it was the best of breaks. It was the worst of <laughs> the blurst of breaks.
0: Well, we're coming back. We're going to start with a heavy hitter. You probably heard about him. Uh, I hope, uh, <laughs> Mr. Carl Sagan. have you? Have you? Yeah, um, I've never never heard of him. So in 1967, he's kind of the guy who who brought this to the attention of the world. He said, and this is a quote, if small amounts of minerals are stirred up to the clouds from the surface, it is by no means difficult to imagine an indigenous biology in the clouds of Venus. So that's something he wrote in Nature, uh, the magazine in 1967, two years before NASA landed on the moon. (laughs) Let's put it in perspective there. And he went on to say, while the surface conditions of Venus make the hypothesis of life, there implausible. The clouds of Venus are a different fucking story altogether. I made up one of those words.
1: (laughs) Emphasis Brent. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's I mean, it's crazy, but also it's kind of dumb not to think of it in those terms, you know, that there are very inhospitable places on Earth that still have what are considered. Life, bacteria, right. you know, things that may be anaerobic that can't survive, you know, with uh, with, with that that can survive without oxygen. Or things look at things that in, are
0: down in the geysers of Yellowstone, which is yeah, H3o, it's heavy water, and exactly. they're living off of the CO two that is a thousand degrees, literally. Yeah, uh, extremophiles, I think they call mm-hmm. them. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Streamophile. the
1: the new the new political party. <laughs> but um for for something like uh a Venus to um I don't know, it, it to to think about it not being able to at all support life, I think that would be a limiting thought. So Sagan right. was,
0: you know, on top of his game. He was, because this is kind of before stuff. we were probed there. We probed Venus, yeah, <laughs> per right. se. But he knew before we knew for sure that the the surface was hot. He just figured it was, you know, and and he sure. just filled, he figured, well, you know, runaway greenhouse gases, effects, blah, blah, blah. Probably the atmosphere is the most uh, probable place for life and it's kind of way up there. It's about 31 miles at the top of Venus's clouds and that is where they're getting these readings from. And interestingly enough, the conditions there are actually really close to earth-like. It yeah. uh, gets yeah. dips down It's like 86 degrees Fahrenheit and it's th- roughly the same pressure as ground level on earth.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. There's this little goldilocks zone zone mm-hmm. up there in the um in the clouds, like a belt going around the the whole thing, and it's right before, I think it's pretty much right before you, you break into space. You, you get mm-hmm. out of the atmosphere, but it, it's kind of like um, a, a, a tropical kind of <laughs> pleasant atmosphere out right. there, and that's where they're talking about sending people probes, uh, setting up bases, and then eventually maybe humans to uh, hang out there. Apparently, you know, I guess you can just stick something up there like a blimp. I think NASA was talking about blimps and let it just sit there and collect all the data and do whatever you you need to do, and you'll get uh, water from condensation. Apparently, Mm -hmm. there's enough that, you know, you won't have to worry about water. There's enough power. I guess you could use solar power. Maybe you could pull power from the atmosphere somehow, but. It's it's a feasible thing to make a literal best-in-cloud city. Well, yeah. and they
0: said on on top of that too. You have, you like you just said you have sunlight and water vapor and CO two. So even Carl Sagan said you have the recipe for the building blocks of life there present, which is the capability for photosynthesis. And, now
1: how yeah. how would you what what kind of life do you think Brent would would be coming out of this? Are are we talking some kind of I, wild? I would think it'd have flowers? to be flowers.
0: No, I think it's got to be microbial. You know, like what stuff would that what would that uh, evolve into? I don't know if it is evolved into anything else. You know what I mean, or if it's just the the speculatively,
1: m- I guess. Yeah,
0: I, I I don't know because you're right. It would have to be something that's so buoyant it can stay there. I don't have an answer.
1: Well, yeah, like obviously, right now we got microbes and bacteria, and that's exciting and everything. Oh, right. But at the same time, it's kind of like, duh.
0: But look at, like, like, if you go to the seabed and you look at seaweed, the they look like they have seeds on them or or berries or something like that, and those are actually little hollow capsules that have air in them, and that's mm -hmm. why the leaves float. Up, so that uh, they can collect oxygen. I'm sorry, sunlight, and mm-hmm. so that they are floating up, and it grows at an incredible rate. That's just one, you know, example of things on Earth where they find a way to rise up to be able to collect what they need. Um, yeah. Given enough time and evolution, and things like that, things find a way. <laughs> sure, bouncing back. Sure. So, going back to the the whole second thing. Eleven years after he made his prediction. Uh, There was another probe that did go to Venus and discovered methane in the atmosphere, and he and others, so this was around 78, and he and others felt this could be considered a predictor of the presence of organic material. Now they didn't come out and say that there's life because they're, they they got to be cautious with stuff of like that. No one can prove methane meant life beyond reasonable doubt, but there is these pieces to life and then, you know, with we're going to get into what was found there now, there's yeah. a lot of things just pieces falling into place it feels like.
1: It, it's funny. I don't mean to jump too much ahead, but it's it's funny that they um th- it, that sounds like exactly what these new articles and this new announcement right. Exactly. Is saying. It just adds it's just one a more piece concept. to it. Exactly.
0: Yeah. You're exactly right. So, well, like you said, we fast forward today, and astronomers have reported in, uh, there's actually been two papers that have come out uh, that with telescopes, now, not with probes, but with telescopes, they have detected a chemical phosphine in the atmosphere, the upper atmosphere of Venus. And here's the kicker. After analysis, the scientists came out, and they said that something... Now alive is the only explanation for the chemical source. That's a hell of a statement. Now, that's the guys who wrote the paper. Not everyone, but that is what they said.
1: I mean, that's something that can be checked. But that's that's one of the few little markers that they have tried to narrow down when they are looking for you know life in space and other places. Is this phosphine uh, molecule that is apparently only produced by living things or it it's synthetic it's it's made in a lab
0: yeah so they said the only other place yeah they said the a couple people disagreed with that statement and they said that the gas could result from unexplained atmospheric or geological process of a planet that remain mysterious well true so (laughs) when you break down what is phosphine they said Uh, They they said it looks like a pyramid, one atom, uh, phosphorus, topping a base of of three hydrogen atoms. And it goes back to the Cassini spacecraft from NASA. It detected in the atmosphere of Jupiter and Saturn. But they said it was expected they are not caused by life because there's so much heat and pressure that it just jams all that shit together that you find those molecules that you only find on Earth from life because it's just getting crushed. And yeah. everything's being pushed together. So if you have, you know, if you have all the the shit that's going to create it, you have it. The difference is when you get to smaller rocky planets like Earth and Venus, people say, researchers say, there's not enough energy to produce any copious amounts of phosphine in that way other than through life. Yeah,
1: yeah, which makes sense. And even though Venus has a ton of pressure, it's nowhere near what no. you know Jupiter yeah. and Saturn can. Produce. Um, so it, it's, it's a, s- I would say semi-reliable indicator because the other thing the the only way you, well, I should say it's only based on our current understanding. Right. So there could be, uh, something that we don't know yet that produces it or causes it. But, uh, as far as what we have right now and the knowledge and everything that we've accumulated, mm-hmm. um, that's that's what they have narrowed this down to as a life indicator. So
0: Right, right, right. and Could you know, be something we just don't know. And these are people almost as smart as me, so I take their word for it. Yeah, yeah, you'd be inclined to, I think. It's <laughs> just a smart fucking decision. That's what you do. <laughs> but the other thing that I love about this is you look at this and we're saying, okay, well, we're seeing these building blocks for life. First methane, now phosphine. It brings this whole new set of questions to light: of are we looking for life in the right places on other worlds? Because something like you brought up, uh, life can exist in places you don't think, like these thousand degree jets and and the bottom of this and that. You know, they crack open a cave that doesn't hasn't seen light for mm. thousands of years, and there's new creatures and life in there. They drill down to the bottom of these lakes in Antarctica, and they're just teeming with life. Yeah. It, it, it brings up all these questions. And one thing's for certain, and you can't say otherwise, it's going to fuel more research into the possibility of life in Venus's atmosphere. That's for sure. Sure. Uh, you sure. know, uh, As long as someone doesn't go, you carried your two wrong here, and yeah. it's not phosphine, it's, you know, whatever. It's phosphate. But, uh, oh, shit. <laughs> it's Mountain Dew code red. Shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just spilled a little on your instrument.
0: uh so here's a quote we know that is an extraordinary discovery that's from clara Sousa silva mm -hmm, a molecular astrophysicist at harvard university and she's research uh, she focuses on phosphine and uh another of the authors said we may not know just how extraordinary without going back to venus and i think that's important well guess what uh Clara, you guys are in fucking luck, because <laughs> it just so <laughs> happens that there is a joint mission comprising two space spacecraft, one from the European Space Agency, ESA, and the other from the Japanese Space Agency, JAXA, is about to fly past Venus and maybe, just maybe, could Dip tell us for sure. Yeah. How fucking crazy is that? Just like, oh, uh, yeah, so this is going to work out. Uh, we got this going on for you. I love the name. The vehicle is called Peppy Colombo. <laughs> I'm sorry. With me now. Peppy Colombo? i O L O M B O. I'm calling it Pepe. <laughs> Pepe just <Giuseppe. Pepe> Colombo? <laughs> Peppy Colombo will do your drive by. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was <laughs> launched in 2018 and it's on its way to inter orbit around Mercury. So it's not actually going to study venus per se but right to get to mercury it's in,
1: it's in the neighborhood
0: right so to get to mercury it's plans to do two flybys of venus to use its gravity to slow itself down one on huh. october 15th of 2020 just around the corner yeah. and the other on august 10th of 2021 so they're doing this loop to use it the gravity is like a, a an air brake almost The first one's kind of far away. The second one's still far away, but, you know, close enough that they were already planning on turning their instruments to Venus no matter what. Mm -hmm. And the team's running the spacecraft. So they're going to... Well... Based on the detection of phosphine from the the Earth telescopes, they're going to use and tune their instruments to look for it. And they said, we possibly could detect phosphine. Uh, That's from one of the project scientists. But we don't know if our instruments are sensitive enough, at least for the first flyby. So it's a slim chance. They might be able to do it, but they said they will use the first chance. Maybe they'll pick it up, and then they can learn from it. And if it didn't work, they might be able to tune stuff on the fly, which just blows my mind. Yeah. typing into a terminal going, hey, sniff for this. And it's like, gotcha, dude. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> I'll pretty <try>. cool. <laughs> how fucking crazy is that? And how, like, okay, well, we'll we can get you there in two weeks. We're going to have something there like a month from now.
1: I mean, uh, it it's, space is big. Right. So to have something even that, even that close in the neighborhood is, uh, is pretty amazing already. Um, yeah. and it's good timing for them for this paper. You know, it, I'm sure it'll, it'll do nothing but help. But like you said before, we, the, the, in terms of life, like the word life that is inevitably going to be expanded at some point if yeah. we can survive ourselves. Um, a ah, good point <laughs> and and you know the the old star treks had had the um silicon based life forms right. instead of yeah. uh instead of our carbon based uh so there's always there's always that possibility um but, uh, to me the reason I'm not like super excited about this news I'm kind of at the point where I'm like if you don't find bacteria on a planet or a rock somewhere in space. I think that's weird, <laughs> right? 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 It exactly. just seems like it's so small and everywhere that you would you would at least find something or you know?
0: evidence that it was there, uh huh. You know, of some point, yeah. Because I don't think I, I I'm of your mind, and I think the problem is when people think of life outside of here, they think of this big alien buzzing by and probing, and, and it could just be a single cell organism that changes yeah. everything, everything. And, and it's it, that's not as sexy, of course. You know, not not to the like Well, person. it depends on what kind of fetishist you are. Like you were talking earlier. Those are, sure. What, what was that? What was that word you dropped on this earlier?
1: Uh, extremophile. Yeah. If, if you're an extremophile, oh boy, <laughs> this is this is your
0: sabbat. <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> Get that single cell a bouncing, baby. <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me that. What?
1: Flagellum or whatever they used to
0: <laughs> what is it? Cilia? are you as, as uh sustained in jelly as I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, envelop me. <laughs> envelop god. me harder,
1: daddy. <laughs> oh god. So yeah, right. So if you're a if you're a single cell fetishist, it's it's your heyday. But um I just I, I feel like I'm I'm gonna be not impressed until they say here is, here are some kind of like creatures.
0: Right, right. I get that too. I, I don't even have to be civilization. Yeah, because I think that, and the common person, as we've seen when these things come out, everyone has always said in the past, people are going to freak out. And then you have like the videos of Tic Tac and the like, and people go, mm, yeah, And I think if they did come out and say, we're not alone because here is a microbe, people go, mm, yeah, and it is until something of an intergalactic threat or a find of substance um, mm-hmm. uh, that, and there are other places, and we'll talk about that after the break, but there are other places in this solar system which we, we can even be looking for that. So hopefully we're going to find that. Let's get a break real quick. And when we come back, is there other life like that? Where do we look? Is this the first time that we've had these big aha moments? Aha. <laughs> 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 aha. L'chaim. That's nice. To life. <laughs>
2: Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Microbes,
0: uh-huh. single cell sexy.
1: <laughs> single cell
0: sexy. Yeah. That's the triple The new
1: Showtime program. <laughs>
0: You know, I don't know if you remember this, but we're talking about life. People say that they might have even detected life on Mars decades ago. Remember when they were looking at those rocks and thought they found like a um, Yeah. It was a, uh, a fossil uh, of fossilized of, of, bacteria, right? Yeah. yeah. And then other people said that there is no way that's not true, and that was kind of a decisive thing where even like big name scientists put their name on it and said, "No, that we found it." It's, <laughs> you know, they didn't find it alive, but they found the traces of life, like like as you're saying. But there's also other places, you know, the Titan, the giant, it's the largest satellite out there, Europa, which they think has an ocean underneath its ice shelf. They know it has. And so that's one of those places where they're like, well, let's go fucking fishing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the probably Europa seems to be the biggest chance in our close solar system to be able to find what you're looking for, which is an organism, they think. Um, yeah, or nothing. We'll see, right? But yeah, Europa seems to have
1: more chance of finding something like that than uh, the clouds of Venus, uh, because right. it, it. I think there's just more. There's probably more stuff in there. When you think of um, when you think of Venus in the clouds, there's nothing to latch onto that we can you know tell or see. Mm. There's there's nothing to really um coalesce around or or cause something to grow on or or right what what's you know, what's surround. the
0: sticking point what's the
2: yeah. what's the
0: holder what's the the you know everything that we know is in something of some sort
1: yeah so europa solves that pretty easily cuz you know if things are near the the seafloor of that uh that moon that satellite uh it's going to be around geysers there's going to be a rocky structure there's there's plenty of places to propagate on that surface even though it's underneath you know a, a crust of
0: of ice right there there was a movie about that not too long ago yeah His name is yeah. escaping me but they went there and they got eaten you wrote a report yep 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 <laughs> they just laid down on the ice and shit's like mm, i have a taste of that but you,
1: you know yeah yeah i this won't make me sick at all um <laughs> <laughs> jokes on you assholes COVID. Um, so that, that, that brings up a, a very interesting point though, with, uh, Venus having this kind of, like we said, uh, Goldilocks kind of, uh, atmospheric layer, um, all the rest of it is going to be very hard for something to, um, probably, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> just be alive in, survive mm-hmm. in, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Um to our to our current understanding, and obviously this is why we're talking about this, but for Europa, if if you're thinking like finding life in there, we're thinking it's gonna be near the seabed because it's probably gonna be the warmer spot, but there's a lot of I, I guess liquid, there's a lot of sea, there's a lot of places in there that things might not be able to survive in, just like yeah. in Venus. Right. So maybe there's a Goldilocks zone on Europa that's you know somewhere in the middle of that ocean or maybe it's towards the surface or maybe it's right uh, on the seafloor right towards the middle of it and and then maybe there's other places on there where nothing can survive so even with and, and think about earth too you know we've got this kind of goldilocks sphere that we can survive in if we go up too high we're going to run out of oxygen we're going to run out of um yeah. the the temperature is going to fall uh too low for us if we go too low Same thing, like we're gonna, it's gonna get too hot. Um, So there is, there's, there within planets themselves, not even solar systems, within planets themselves, within uh, uh, celestial objects, there is a a, a habitable zone, it seems like. So what we have to decide, I guess, is are there these uh, hot, sexy extremophiles that (laughs) defy all these Goldilocks zones, or are we just going to have to kind of limit where we look at these objects you know what i'm saying that's very long-winded
0: i i no no but i, I do i believe and the other thing is how much time effort and money do we put into looking into them that's another thing that a lot if of people we're just going to find bacteria
1: i i'm just kind of like let's let's keep let's keep that telescope uh, uh swirling like right let's, I get let's look yeah. somewhere else
0: and the other thing that I think really throws a huge wrench into this, and we've mentioned them earlier, is Valiant Thor didn't say shit about bacteria. He said they lived underground. And we talked about him before. You know, if you want to learn all about the OG Venusian that we've talked and his supposed ties to our secret space program, the government presidents and all that shit and when he's going to come back to fix it all uh you can listen to episode 56 secret space program and episode 90 alien races of this podcast right here so we <laughs> got some homework for you but yeah valiant thor man just this purple skinned looker i like to think you look like like uh john ham just that like, that that john ham and mad men but with yeah. a slight purple hue and just be like yeah cats you're crazy goo 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 you know <laughs>
1: now i'm gonna go have sex with my secretary
0: (laughs) i'll be back (laughs) the the thing about this is though and i know we've talked about there might be other sexier places like europa and titan and things but venus just got more interesting and here's a tweet this week jim Bridenstine, the administrator of nasa he responded to the findings on twitter saying it's time to prioritize venus and that's, a, that's an important thing. I think that's awesome that they're looking at it and saying, yeah, we need to do this shit. But it's not like we could just go there and we're going to know in a month. Shit takes well, time yeah. to build the probe, to fly the probe. It's years. Everything we're doing yeah.
1: is years. Yeah. And I mean, Venus is attractive because of its proximity. Mars is a little farther away. But Mars is attractive because we can actually... Land on it and walk around and be there, right? And that makes things a lot easier for, right. for uh, what we're looking for and what we what we need to be doing, right. which is you know <laughs> figuring out a way off this rock.
0: <laughs> Wee, Since we keep light setting fire up. to it, <laughs> mm, she's hammering. Well, it's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boo. <laughs> 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 oh, man. So uh, I, I was hinting at this earlier. I guess my, my big question to you, my last question as far as this goes, is they prove it tomorrow, and it is a bacteria It's a or it's single cell. It's nothing. I mean, it is something. It's huge. Do you, What does that mean for mankind, religion, science, et cetera? You, I you know it's not sexy to you, but do you think that will make a lot of differences, or will it just be overlooked like I said uh, some things have been in the past?
1: As you've said before, I think it will be a gigantic meh. Um, we, I mean, we're, if, if, if people coming out and saying, yes, these UFO videos are real, um, we don't know what's going on. One person even says it's extraterrestrial for sure. If that generates very little excitement in the general population, this doesn't have a chance. This has got a
0: snowball's chance on the surface of Venus. Well, don't you know about the snow groves of Venus? That's I mean, Valiant Thor. I told you not to mention that. Ass. That's my special place. <laughs> Venu- I just like saying Venusian. Venusian. I like saying it just like that to Venusian. <laughs> <laughs> Ancient Venus. Uh, we think we found Venusian life uh, on the surface if- of Venus.
1: Venus. Venus does sound a lot better than Venus. <laughs>
0: Venus. Yeah. Planet Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, I I I, to, yeah I, 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 I really do tend to agree with you. uh It'll be very, very poignant and one of those things that goes down in history as one of the most important dates in history. And people go, well, "Yeah, but what's Bitcoin doing?" You know, uh, that's just the the world what's we DJ in Khaled right doing. Oh, well, there you go. So, like, that's that's a thing. I. He likes his, well, he likes his, his cells, another one, and another one, and another one. (laughs)
1: Wow. (laughs) But uh, there's, there's been a ton of just groundbreaking scientific discoveries happening. And my question to you then is, are we, are we screwed as a species because stuff like this just doesn't matter anymore because it's happening so frequently? There's too many people on the planet. Or is, is this going to be looked back on and kind of retroactively, uh, made a bigger deal than it is? I think
0: that's the thing. I think that's the thing because we are too embroiled into our own lives to let things like this had the, the, I don't want to say severity, but the weight of something like this, if it was to be true, sometimes is lost on us. And then they go back and they look at it years later and it doesn't have to be generations later. Um, can be just a few years. Decades, though, yeah. That was a, a very intriguing or important moment. But like you said, there's a lot of people on this planet <laughs> and a lot of different religions and cultures and ideals. And uh, we're going to blow ourselves up one of these days if we don't start getting our shit together. And so I think things like this need to be. The forefront of what we're talking about more than it is instead of just the hate and, and, uh, jealousy and outrage that is, you know, in our, our culture as it be right now. Um, Finding, yeah,
1: focusing on differences as opposed to focusing on things that we do well together and trying to help each other.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of been the way for a long time, and it's good because we need to be able to look at what's different to work on it, but not to use that to divide, and uh, you know, I think that a lot of times science and discoveries and research can help with that if we allow it to, and that's the important part, you got to allow it to, and to uh, make people understand how important things are, yeah, you know, so what are you going to do, eh, life, eh, fuck it, yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> We'll ruin that planet too, is what I'm getting at. I think that's the big uh the takeaway from this whole yeah. thing is maybe that's where we came from. We we fucked that place with greenhouse gases, we hopped right over well, here. That
1: that is a big uh that is a big theory that, that goes around and, and same for Mars too, but like Venus is they said it was what, almost five billion years ago, it might have had um water, it might have had oceans Earth and it was
0: still just a hot rock yeah. of nothingness, it was probably teeming with the something. products that make life
1: is, and it's crazy and, and lasted that way for, you know, a couple billions of years. And mm-hmm. then the, the greenhouse effect went crazy when haywire went out of control. And the, the reason this is something I always think is interesting on planets that you see, cause you never, like if you saw earth without water, it'd look weird. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: go to Stare Nation. I just posted a picture li- this week of that. Interestingly enough.
1: So there you go. And, and like, when we look at these planets, um, they they look very smooth. And I was wondering about that for, for Venus, too. Of course, we don't know exactly the top topography of, yeah, of Venus. But, but it
0: is rocky. It is rocky like Earth. Very
1: rocky, kind of. And it does kind of look smooth. Um, and And one video I watched said that there was a lot of, I think they said it was basaltic lava that oh. erupted. Um, which helped like in the whole process of the, of it just getting wrecked as a planet that kind of boiled up to the surface and made it a little more smooth than, so like it, how it looks now is nothing like it looked back in yeah, the It's a lot more reflective
0: and, and, and she got trapped in its atmosphere and
1: yeah. And then stuff came from inside to the surface mm-hmm. and hardened. So, you know, you got to think, well, if that happens to earth. Uh, that's that's pretty crazy what would that look like would it be enough to fill some of the oceans in right, the, right. where where the oceans were would mm-hmm. it uh, you know what what kind of landscape would that make earth look like uh, it's it's
0: crazy to think about so that's our thoughts on shit we don't really understand uh, <laughs> extremophiles that's our Boom. thoughts on extremophiles hot. Uh, if you guys Venus is hot have- it's so ooh, <laughs> that is one hot planet mm, and it's a twin uh mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> mm, twin hot twins yeah if you guys want to tell us your thoughts on venus or titan or europa or david flora or i mean john stanos yeah. anything just make sure you hop on facebook search hysteria nation or you can find our regular facebook page at facebook.com slash hysteria 51 pod tweet to us at hysteria 51 pod patreon patreon.com slash hysteria 51 you can get extra episodes radio dramas and up all nights and all sorts of fun stuff leave us a voicemail 773-669-7277 again 773-669-7277 if you forget any of that for hysteria 51 dot 51com but there's another show a couple other shows we need to talk about and some other shit <laughs> tell them everything that you got your fucking little pinky in these days
1: um you, you don't want to know all of it so i'll censor some but uh dot to find all the past episodes archives and they're basically on every uh podcatcher uh, that brent mentioned as well although some aren't on uh, some platforms just cause you can I didn't now find
0: hysteria 51 yet. on Amazon. How about yeah. That?
1: Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Um, so go to the archives page. If you want to find all the episodes, the, the Bullstones, which we've had you guys on, uh, there before, uh, check out QuizBankPod dot com If you like trivia, you want to hear some uh, fun trivia or even some competition, uh, that Brent has, uh, appeared on as
0: well. Lost and spectacularly, at is the way I like to put it. It, close, it was a close one. It was a close one. It was a heartbreaking Hey, you, I guess. Can, I, can I just say one sentence I've never said and I really want to hear it? <laughs> uh, hopefully, okay. one day you'll talk about Bepi Colombo on Quizbank Pod. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Bepi Colombo on Quizbank uh, Pod. Bepi Colombo? Bepi Columbo on Quizbank Pod. Okay. Bepi Colombo? We raped the horses and <laughs> rode off on the Union <laughs> outside of Bepi Colombo. <laughs> Uh, Who the hell what? are you? <laughs> <laughs> He's a
1: sweater! <laughs> um,
0: uh, would you say there's a plethora of single-cell organisms, Let's see,
1: see, El Guapo. I, I, well, I, I apologize. apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that opens up a can. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, find find all that stuff on uh, blurryphotos.org, quizbankpod.com, and uh, if you are, uh, if you listen to audiobooks, uh, I have a, a new audiobook out that I narrated. It's called "Living Among Bigfoot," uh, Collector's Edition, Volume One through Five. It's written by Tom Lyons. A lot of fun uh, about. It's not living. as good as you
0: think, though, because it's just him going, "Jeff, clean your shit." <laughs> Bigfoot, it's your turn did you eat the my dishes, peanut butter? <laughs> <laughs> I'm drawing a line down this room
1: right now, Bigfoot. Um. But but yeah, it's Whoa. it's a ton of fun. I'm working on the uh, the second edition right now. Um and I it, it it helps Tom and me out if you uh go give it a listen and uh, review it positively.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, whatever's in your heart, but we know it's five stars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um that's what's going on with me. Those are the big things,
0: and boy yeah, October's awesome.
1: coming up. A spooky, the spookiest time of the year. So Ooh, it's all fun. It's the
0: most spookiest, spookiest time of the year, year. where uh, people are supposed to wear masks, so they probably won't this year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've seen a, I've seen a scary Karen mask. Is is gonna be the hot,
0: <laughs> the hot seller. Is there a difference between regular Karen and Scary Karen? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> yeah, they just not
1: really. A little spikier Karen, in the back. <laughs> yeah, Karen's probably copyrighted as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> and her her confidant Chad. That's just the yeah. way it goes. Yeah. All right. Well, that's been our thoughts on <laughs> every Venus. day. And uh what kind of people what kind of people is it that come from Venus? Venusians. <laughs> the Venu- the uh, Venusians are known to be extremophiles. If <laughs> uh, yeah. so that's been our thoughts. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been David. He's been conspiracy bot. Stay woke, meat sacks. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll
1: never get over it as long.